Today's sponsor of the Anecdotal Experience podcast is the Pure Michigan Business Coalition. I went to South Haven, Michigan once and got a sunburn, but that's on me. Not Michigan. Thanks for joining us today for the podcast. Phil Pointer shares every post from the Dota on Facebook. Thanks, Phil. Hey, thanks for coming back to the podcast, Anecdotal Experience, you know the name. Today we have Josh O'Neill on the podcast. Josh, uh, if you if you're a faithful listener, you know his name. Talks about being in high school. Talks about being in elementary school. Getting picked on in elementary school, which I had experience with. I was fat. Man, I was fat. People, let me know. Oh, go to the Buzz June 9th, this Thursday. It's a fun show. I'm not a huge stand-up comedy guy, but man. Some improv in this. He describes at the end. It's a lot of fun. You should go. What else do I have? Oh, I believe... Oh, there's a surprise at the end. I'm not going to tell you what it is. Um, but you'll know if you listen to the whole episode. Uh, what else? Oh, if you're my mom, I say f*** about 20 minutes in. I'm sorry and I love you. My mom's great. You too, Dad. Josh O'Neill. Uh, you did stand up when you were in seventh grade. I did. Um, when I was in like fifth and sixth grade, I got yeah. really into comedy. Like I found out I could like watch Comedy Central in the basement without my parents knowing. Yeah. So I watched like Mike Birbiglia and like Jim Gaffigan, but I was also taking in things like blue collar comedy. Like I was just comedy, 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 comedy. Yeah, that was one of the things I watched when I was a kid. I love blue collar. Like yeah, they're funny. They are funny, and they're really funny together. Like. Part like I would always, like Larry the Cable Guy, not for me. But like, he was good. He was good, dude. Yeah, he had this bit where he would he would like repent when he'd say a dirty joke. Yeah, and he'd pray. Yeah, and then he'd say, "God bless the pygmies down in Africa," <laughs> which I like when I was a kid. Even now, that's funny. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah. he had some good stuff. That's I'm just want to stand he, up. Yeah, for he does it. have good stuff. Yeah, it's just yeah, but like as time progresses like you learn about what everyone else thinks about that so you're like not me you know? yeah i stand by the pygmy joke dude. but i mean that's a good that's a yeah. good joke i laughed at it i forgot about it yeah. uh, so i was really into comedy like mm-hmm. i didn't know i wanted to do it yet though like i never like I, i'm seventh grade like i'm not pursuing that at all and yeah there's no venues to um but one day when i was in chorus class uh-huh. It was like, it was uh, all boys, like the boys chorus class. Uh, and I would wear band shirts. Like I liked bands back then. Yeah, dude, that's, that's a, a weird, band shirt Like guy. I went to Hot Topic. Yeah. I had an yeah. eight. I had you an liked eight. it what, by bands. You liked bands. You liked bands whose t-shirts they sold at Hot Topic. Yes. yes. I had ACDC. I had Nirvana. I had Ozzy Osbourne. I had Pearl Jam. Oh, the, you were on that side of the rack. The cool side. Yeah. You were on the lame old man side. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. But okay, so your band t-shirt, you got cut off ACDC. You're cool. <laughs> yeah. So uh, my teacher would always point at, point at me and make me go up and like sing a song from whatever band I was wearing. Really? Unbelievably embarrassing. Like I really, I did. Uh, he made me sing. Uh, you shook me all night long. Which is like really hard to sing as is with your high voice, yeah. but then like also I just didn't know the words, so it was just why very, was he picking on you? I don't like he just thought it was fun. Like I don't know, it was just kind of funny that that was happening. And uh, one day I was wearing uh, a Nirvana shirt, and he yeah. brought me up and he wanted me to sing Nirvana, and I didn't want to because like most of those are very like gritty so i was like this is a, this one sound good without yeah. like guitars and drums and right you know kurt cobain here and whatnot so i was uh i just went can i tell jokes he's like what i was like yeah can i just tell some like jokes and we're like okay and i just started doing other people's bits yeah i always owned up to the fact that they weren't my bits but i would i would just tell jokes and it right. became a thing where like 
maybe like every other day they would take time out of it to be like, all right, Josh, get up there, tell some jokes. And like, I was doing research. Like I would go get more CDs and yeah. like, and like, that was the thing about taking in comedy, 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 where I was like, even if I didn't like the comic, I could still like find a bit that I liked and I could be like, oh, if I tell that people will like me kind of thing. Yeah. It was a very, it was a, a over time, it kind of became about attention, which is a lot of what stand-up is sometimes. Oh, like yeah. A lot of us are ch- not just. I but just like, want to be loved. Yeah. It's about validation. Yeah. And validation comes through attention and praise. Yeah. And uh, like this was my first real taste of that on a wide scale. So like before I even knew it, I, was, I, uh, I ended up like telling jokes at the lunch table to a group of kids. Like not even the kids that I was really tight with. Yeah. Like kids from the chorus class and they were like the cool ones out of the group. Yeah. And like uh, they would like call me over and be like, Josh, tell some jokes. And I would tell some jokes and then they would just like continue the rest of their lunch as if I wasn't right. there after like after the jokes. And uh, were you uh, were you not a cool kid? I was not. I wasn't at all. Where'd you fit in the hierarchy? At middle school, I was all right. Like I like it was there were enough people that uh-huh. like uh I got kind of lost in the mix, so like no one. As long as you're not like a real big asshole, no one really cares. Okay. But like, also it's middle school, so like, people are kind of cruel. I'll I'll expand on that in a yeah. minute. In a minute. Uh, but yeah, I remember like I would just do jokes a lot. I still had a good group of friends and whatnot. Uh-huh. And uh, what happened? We I was doing it one time for the lunch table. No, at, oh, at, at the, the chorus class. Okay, cool. And the principal walked in. Yeah. And he was like, what's, what is this? Like, what's going on? And like, uh, I like, I'm very impressed that I did this. I looked at him and I went, do you want to hear a joke about Scrabble? Or do you want to hear a joke about Sonny D? Because those were one of the, like one of the two I was going to tell that day. Uh And he was like, all right, uh, Sonny D. And I told the bit and he was like, he thought it was really funny. And, uh, I guess he had like maybe talked to the teacher or something about it. Cause like, a couple days later, the teacher told me he wanted me to do stand-up at our chorus concert. No way. Like our spring chorus so concert. The word was getting around that yeah. Josh O'Neill <laughs> is a prod. Oh, Lord. That was the thing. Yeah, I remember even then, uh, my teacher told me I was going to be a comedian someday. And I remember yeah. not believing him because I knew how hard it would actually be to write. Like, even then, I was like, this is... You knew you couldn't get away with just doing yeah. <laughs> yeah i knew mike i couldn't be there yeah i couldn't do mike but uh i went on st- i could give you the audio for this even for the podcast <laughs> I, uh, I might throw my dad told me i should throw people stand up on or just actually that's good because that's really relevant to what you're saying yeah i did so it was like it was the cafeteria yeah. basically you clear out the cafeteria a bunch of chairs parents students like other choruses like eighth grade choruses and girls choruses were all sitting there too like yeah. while we're performing on the risers and whatnot and uh he like like gets like my teacher gets down on the front of the stage and he tells this thing he's like well we have a lot of talent here and uh basically uh here to present some of his stand like very not great of an intro yeah. it was like, it was an all right intro like but it, informal it was um, not even informal it was just like too it was almost too formal where he's like very like almost serious for like a minute like hands oh he like, like brings this. the energy down yeah brings makes it a yeah. little makes it a little tense but yeah. then he's like with stand up <laughs> josh o'neill and i like go up has you were okay this is the performance this is the yeah this is this, this is, wasn't on a whim you had time to rehearse this and kind of know what bits you were going to do yeah okay i let's see i opened with a mike burbiglia bit if i remember correctly it was about bears he did a bunch of stuff about bears so i did that Uh and then i did bits about the airport i talked about going into the airport and i did a daniel tosh bit about bluetooth headphones and national security Uh and then get on the plane and then there's a bit that jimmy schubert does about uh like someone getting detained in uh tsa for having a nail clipper yeah so i did that and then i closed my big closer was kyle cease's uh scrabble bit he has a bit about scrabble and how like people cheat and i remember i i did it and like audio Mm -hmm. sounds fine it's it sounds like i know what i'm doing because i've heard the bits so many times i own all this you're just acting yeah yeah but not even because uh, my mother videotaped it 
and I've only looked at the tape once because I was so mortified. Also, yeah. it's the quality's not great. I we had to wear like a uh, shirt and tie and pants for the concert, yeah. and I am like standing in front of a mic stand and I'm fiddling with the tie the whole time, like just stroking it. Ooh, okay. It's real weird. Like it's not like too distracting, but like I, it was definitely not the best nervous tick to have. So yeah. like I, uh, but then everyone kind of like more people like everyone enjoyed it and like thought it was fun but like afterwards i would get every now and then i would get a person walking up to me at school and being like hey you know those i've heard those jokes okay and i was just You're like getting called out but i a- but i would own up to it every time i was okay. like yeah yeah i'm not i'm 13 like i'm not really yeah a comedian you know and they're just jealous dude because that's a lot of attention to get it was really weird i really uh like looking back on it it's weird like that's why i wanted to address the attention because i'm like Everything I look back on in stand-up, I'm always like, is that for attention or is it for the love of comedy? You know what I mean? Yeah. And What's uh, the difference? I would say uh, just enjoying like the quality of a room and just the way the crowd responds to you. Like just, I think that's for the love of comedy where uh-huh. like you just, uh, I don't know, like are invested in your craft more where like you want... I would say the love of comedy comes definitely more from like having a new joke that does well. For sure. You know what I mean? Whereas like once you start doing it a bunch, that's when it becomes about attention. Not entirely, yeah. but it definitely makes itself more presentable. Totally. I think, what do you think of this? Mm-hmm. I think the love of attention is you going out there and wanting people to laugh at you. I think the love of comedy is wanting to go out there and make the audience laugh doesn't matter if it's not about you it's mm-hmm. about having creating an enjoyable experience for not only you yeah but for the audience and not and so when you get off stage and if you think oh i failed because no one laughed at me mm-hmm. rather than think i failed because i didn't make them laugh yeah i think those that's where i draw the line i've had yeah that makes sense because like i've had sets where i do all right and then i go out and i'm beating myself up about it yeah. And people like Jacob, you know, Jacob, he'll, uh-huh. be, he'll just be like, oh, you did fine. And I'm just like, ah, no, no. And it's just because, yeah, I'm, I I wanted more for myself. You know what right. I mean? Uh, so then uh, the big thing about this, the other big crux to my ego for this was. Uh, was it getting pretty big? The, the stand up? Like your ego. Oh, my ego? Yeah, or yourself. No, I was worried that people would think my ego was big because this is, I did not know, I did not know this was happening. Mm -hmm. Check this out. All right. So we leave the cafeteria and there's a table and it was a new thing that they had started and I didn't know about. They were recording the concert. They had recorded the whole concert and put it onto CD right then and there. Uh Uh-huh. So that's how I have the audio. Like parents literally picked it up and got like, it was like track number one through five, like the oh, wow. seventh grade boys chorus. And then like track six is stand up from Josh O'Neill. Nice. And I liked it. It was really cool. But I also was also like, oh no, I really don't want people thinking like mm-hmm. I had gone out of my way to make this happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like after that, like I just kind of didn't do jokes like i still enjoyed comedy but after that it was all too weird and i knew i wasn't a real comedian so i was like i'm gonna back off from telling jokes a lot yeah and uh this is an inch uh i've never i've only told one other comic this uh when i was in eighth grade telling all of them now i know it's really weird uh when i was in eighth grade uh at a bass i went to a basketball camp and i was sexually assaulted just basically that's i'm that's a blanket term i'm gonna leave it at that okay but I uh, confided in a friend about it in eighth grade, and I told him everything that happened. And amidst all that, one of the guys had teabagged me, put his balls on my head. And that's, like, gold for an eighth grader. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was very, like... Where did that happen? The This was in Indiana. This was, in, this was at uh, Hanover College. Okay. It was a basketball camp. We did, we did one week, and we were in dorms, and uh, a bunch of kids jumped me at one point. And, uh, but I told my friend about this and like, since one, like, I don't know, it's just a hard thing to grasp back then. Like I didn't even, yeah. I didn't even really grasp it as sexual assault back then. Like I right. didn't know the phrase. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I told him about it and I told him how I felt and he's like, ah, and, but then I told him that I had gotten teabagged and that changed everything. He told everybody 
everybody because it was funny yeah it's it's yeah it's a funny sounding word Mm -hmm. it's a it's a funny term like it's a funny image like yeah but that gives everybody leeway like it was weird like how many kids like just knew or like felt it was okay to like throw that out as a punchline and i wouldn't get mad at every single person yeah but but, like i got mad a lot and like it kind of really ruined like that whole group of people for me like i don't talk to most people from middle school it's uh, like as you shouldn't but uh well that's yeah that's tough middle school is such a tough age because people everyone's so insecure yeah so if there's something that they know they can feel better about giving you guff Mm -hmm. for yeah and i remember being extra mad about it because i had been like like listening to comedy so much that I really appreciated comedy Uh and like it made me mad that these people thought that the people making fun of me were funny like I hated the kid who had told everybody because like if there was ever like an argument or like just a discussion about something and like maybe there was like a different like thing like I had a different opinion on it yeah someone would always go well at least I didn't get teabagged and you're like that's not a punchline you know what I mean yeah like uh, it's just generally like a cheap way of throwing an insult at somebody and it, yeah, it's man. not like a joke and it and like it makes you mad because then like because if you get more mad about it then you're in the wrong you know what i mean right kind of like it's not a good look to get all worked up exactly they got to you exactly and that's all they wanted yeah and then the, if i get and that, that's exactly what it did i got worked up a lot where yeah. like because people were just assholes i remember when I, like the last day of school, literally the last day, yeah. Uh, like that month before I had shaved my head. Like I did a, I just got like my head shaved. This I, is still middle school? Yeah, this was the yeah. end of eighth grade. So okay. like it had been a whole year of this. Like right. it was really, it was like bad, like how like quickly it started and just kept going. And uh, like it was rough because I also was still trying to hang out in that social circle of friends, even though yeah, they, even though they had treated me like shit, mm-hmm. it was that need for attention. Not yeah. even like, Oh, look at me tell jokes. Like fucking treat me like a person. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I just want to hang out yeah. and like eat lunch once without getting lambasted for yeah. this. Uh, so eighth grade, I leave, uh, the public school district. It was, this was forest Hills out in Anderson, uh, and I went to St. X, which is a Catholic school uh, over in uh, the West Side. And I loved it. I loved every second of it because I yeah. was detaching myself from all these people that I had uh, really grown to dislike. Uh, I wasn't reinventing myself. I was just leaving that thing out. You know, I wasn't telling anybody about what had happened to me because yeah. one, you, one, you don't open with that. <laughs> Two, it's just like doesn't matter like i remember one of my friends on the cross country team found out and he didn't care like he's like i don't care why would any of us care and i remember being so like happy about that like i loved that so much and uh then like so like for the first half of high school i was there yeah and then this is how we get into the second story i moved right before junior year yeah and uh I really hated it. I really hated that because I felt like I hadn't, like I had gone through enough that I wanted to just be complacent for a while. Yeah. Like I had dealt with all the shit in eighth grade and then I worked myself back up to like just having like a good yeah, group you of could friends. Yeah, now and, just be like, I'm, I have a friend group that doesn't, you've been treated like such mm-hmm. gar. It's almost, um, yeah, I want to touch on this real quick, but it's almost like they dehumanize you. Yeah. Um, you were just like the teabaggy. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, that's it's your identity. Oh, and yeah. You can't escape it when you're in middle school. Yeah, because it's they. Everyone gets a laugh when they call you mm-hmm. that. It, it was we. It was just. It was almost Twilight Zoney. How like every oh. time it would get a laugh. It's got to be know miserable. Know I mean? Yeah. Um, I but like I had a great time on the cross country team and like it in it like improved my self confidence a lot more because like that whole eighth grade year really fucking tore me down like even i remember even in the chorus class we, i wasn't telling jokes like yeah i wanted to tell jokes at the beginning and he was like yeah we're busy and then like i just got really depressed and then i was like i don't want to do that and then in high school like i, I joined the cross country team and like i just kind of became like way more confident in myself yeah like i regained it like i was willing to like try and be funny and put myself out there if like and sometimes totally. it would fall flat you know punchlines but like Sometimes it would do well, and like, uh, uh, I, like I had enough confidence that like sophomore year, 
I was like leading cheers at the cross country meets and like mm-hmm. having rallies and whatnot. And I like got the spirit award at the end of the year, which yeah. was like big little thing for me, mostly because a bunch of seniors wanted to kill me. It was really, it was really fun to just kind of have like that. Oh, I'm on top now kind of moment. Right. And uh, you started, I think that it, it, like you probably a lot of your confidence was probably lost because you probably were making these jokes, mm-hmm. and regardless if the joke was good or bad, people would throw tea bag at you. Yeah, it just. And did you have anyone in your corner in middle school? I mean, I did, but I really, I feel really bad. Like in hindsight, I was like, I could have just sat with them, you know. You did have a group. I had a group in seventh grade. Yeah, and then like I think like. I think it was something involving like lunch times where I couldn't sit with them. Okay. So I did have to sit with them, my fucking enemies almost. And I really mm. hated it. Gotcha. So you really, whatever sort of contact you came in were the people that were just treating you like human garbage. Yeah. Yeah. I really, uh, it's weird to talk about it that viciously, but it is true. It's Dude, weird. I've <laughs> been, I've had situations like that where, um, there's certain things I don't tell people because I know it'll become my identity. Yeah. And people won't even, a lot of times they're not even, like in your case, they were trying to be mean. A lot of times people aren't even trying to be mean, but they yeah. just want to define you. Yeah. There's always that paranoia that like someone's going to an attached identity onto you before you do. Like mm-hmm. I, even just like telling this story, I'm like, oh God, I hope no one tries to label me as the guy who opens up on podcasts. And you know what I mean? Like it's. Yeah. No, and that could be. <laughs> but anyone that does that is like, oh yeah, he like opens up on pod. Fuck <laughs> Tries to make it sad, kinda. But uh, now so, they're all sad. Now we're all so sad. Yeah. But uh, I moved, so like, it was a real bummer. Like yeah. it was just kind of like a whole sw- sweeping the rug out from under me. Yeah. So I go to this. Uh, I go to this new school. It's where my dad went to school. We moved to Massachusetts. Okay. And I went to this place called St. John's, and it was uh, very uptight. It was like shirt, tie, suit jacket, boat shoes, pants every day, clean shaven, you know, uh, all guys. And it was weird. It's weird going into that, like, moving, like, I really hadn't processed how bad it is. Like, I had moved before, but I had always been all right with it. It's like, oh, cool, I'm going to a new place. But, like, yeah. this time I was like, ah, oh, I got to try and be social around these people who have just been spending the past two years forming their own friendships. Right. Now I got to impose. Break in, yeah, yeah, I got to impose and mm-hmm. be like, ah, oh, what are you guys up to? Yeah. And uh, so for like, like I got a good group of friends, you know what I mean? And uh-huh. like, uh, like the junior year was just kind of stagnant. Like I had a couple friends, but I was just like, I felt very empty and I missed all my old friends. Totally. And, uh, it was then that I started getting back into comedy. Okay. Like I, I kind of stopped for a while just because, you know, I I think I had bought all the CDs I could buy. So, I was just kind of right. done. And, like, you find new interests. I remember I wanted to write movies for a while. And yeah. I wanted to be a wrestler for a while. Did you really? Uh, in, like, a little, little bit of middle school. Yeah. 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 Tried to work out. Didn't go great you know just yeah you kinda, gotta be you gotta be huge yeah your body's gotta be just it's time commitment yeah it's gotta be huge lean and it's just gotta be willing to commit to that much activity all the time that's right. not what i'm about so i comedy g- got back into comedy yeah standing up's barely hard mm-hmm. and uh so like i'm trying to think what did that look like you getting back into getting back into it in high school i so like by that time like i knew like what was funny and what was not definitely more than I did before. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I would always definitely keep it subdued because I still had that paranoia about being social. So I was like, I'll throw in a joke when I think it's funny or when, okay. I'm, when I'm positive it's going to work. Other than, that, right. other than that, keep your head down, have normal conversations with people. Right. And then like senior year, I uh, like... At one point, I got kicked out of one of my uh, history cl- history classes okay. for, for like making fun of the teacher, uh-huh. like just mocking him. How so? I, How'd you do it? I uh, it was a point where like one kid was like trying to talk to me, and I was telling him to shut up, and then the teacher was like, "O'Neill, shut up!" like yeah. kind of thing, and I was like, I couldn't like point and be like, oh, "I was Kevin." And he was right. like, and I was like, "I don't give a shit," like kind of thing. Yeah. So for the a rest of mouth teacher. So yeah. So he's like, uh, <laughs> "It's Boston." Yeah, yeah. That is Boston. Yeah. He was an interesting teacher. He would always do this thing where he uh, he had a speech uh, tick where he would go, hey, 
like oh, instead of um so he's easy target no nah, no nah, not that nah, i wouldn't do that's fine what i did though okay I, uh, all right he was just he was like yelling at me and in the middle of it i'm just staring at him and moving my hands in the same gestures that he's doing like i'm putting off literally oh. the exact same body language until like he's mad and i'm mad and he just tells me to leave and i just left and i had to sit outside for like a little bit and that created a little bit of a wave just a tiny little bit and it was like people found out they're like oh you got kicked out of visions class like, yeah you're, you're, you're uh, did you get a pretty good laugh from the mimicking it was pretty funny yeah yeah okay yeah. and uh i think a couple of kids were like really te- like definitely some of the kids were tense because of what was happening but afterwards they were like oh, that's that big was, they when were you like, just really start laying into the teacher <laughs> yeah. probably making him feel insecure yeah yeah i like that was the other thing like I had a good group of friends, but I also disliked a lot of what Massachusetts was. It's a lot of people trying to put on fake accents and be tougher than they are. But also, it's like that, but it's also like trying to be buddy-buddy. Like, there's there's a duality where, like, you want to be, like, a hard-ass when you need to, but then, like, at the turn of a dime you can like be like ah, i'm breaking your balls like kind of thing so they're all like mark Wahlberg and the departed a lot of them are like okay. mark Wahlberg and the departed um but the problem with this was i really didn't like it coming from the administration like i didn't like the uh i didn't like a couple of the people that i that were running my school mm-hmm. we had in particular we had a dean of students he uh i don't know if he still works there uh but he was just a prick he was like 24 uh he had gotten drafted by the new york giants and then got cut so he had to become a dean of students and he was like just like a hard ass and like almost too much you know just try and wait yeah like what type of stuff would he do to kind of uh he would flex uh, I, i remember one time we had a basketball game like at a at a stadium and everyone was like hey it's a blackout we're black you yeah. know because we had like our clo- our colors were red and white but we had merchandise that came in black so like where your black st john stuff right and then uh one day at lunch uh his name was mr burrell he got on the mic and he there was a mic by the way yeah and he uh was just like there's a basketball game tonight black is not one of our school colors it will be a red and white out, which is not... That's just being like, oh, where are your colors? Right. So, he's just trying to, like, show you who's boss. Well, he did because yeah. people showed up to this thing. It was at, a, like, a public stadium. It wasn't at uh, our school. It was okay. at, like, the local arena for, like, playoffs or whatever. Uh-huh. And kids wore black and they got suspended. Are you serious? Yeah, like I was on a retreat and we were all getting texts like, ah, oh, Jimmy just got suspended for wearing black. And you're like, that's the, <sighs> that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. And like, just so the- this sort of thing is the energy and the just kind of, you just, it bothers you. It really bothered me. And this me. was very, this was happening with this teacher that you are mimicking. No, that, no, this was the dean of students. No, I'm saying, so this, I'm saying this teacher though also oh, yeah. had this sort of vibe to Yeah. Like, I just didn't, like, it was one of the first times where I was really experiencing adults being irrational. Yeah. Like, I guess, like, if that Kids know. Yeah, Yeah. I guess that it happened, like, a lot before, but, like, I think I learned what irrational meant, Mm -hmm. and I was just, like, just pointing, irrational, irrational, irrational. Right. So, I was, like, and it was just a combination of that and the students that I didn't like and the, just the fact that I was, that I wasn't where I wanted to be. Just angsty. Yeah. You let it all out on this. I, yeah so like stuttering it, teacher <laughs> and uh so i think this is when i realized that i wanted to do comedy uh-huh. so it was senior year uh december 9th i remember the day uh we're at lunch and i'm in line for the uh atm mm-hmm. which is like you could put your student card in and then put money on it and then spend it at the uh, right. register or whatever and a principal got on the mic and he did like lunchtime prayer we would do like a lunchtime prayer or whatever and then he would do announcements and he was like all right so uh announcement number whatever over there if you look over there at the atm and he pointed and i'm the only one in line at the atm but i was just standing there listening to the announcement yeah and like this whole like the whole cafeteria all seniors some knew me some didn't some still thought of me it's just like a new kid or whatever yeah which is weird. I didn't like being a new kid, like a year and a half in to being there. You know right. what I mean? Like, like a face not worth learning. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not worth your time. Yeah. And uh, 
everyone turns towards me and I give like a little awkward wave and it's just really, really tense. Uh-huh. And he did a buddy buddy thing and he was like, Hey, how much money you put in there on O'Neill? Six hundred, seven hundred dollars. Yeah. And there's like a couple of ways you could approach that. Yeah. You could either agree, which would be funny, I think, but it would also be enforcing their joke. Which I didn't yeah, like. Like we're in this together. I didn't like that. This is a yeah. Yeah. And laughing at it would do the same thing. It would it would acknowledge that they were funny and in front of everybody I would have just been I would have been racking myself, been like, Oh, I'm just yeah. a subservient pussy. Like, <laughs> like Right. Like, oh leave me alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to get my money on this card. Oh, you silly principal. You're yeah. so you're so you're such a hoot. Yeah. And uh I so like I was my brain was like it was quick. It was a very quick instance of thought where I was just like, All right what's funny what right. can i say that's funny yeah but i'm not smart enough to think of anything other than like a number what's the funniest number 69 you're damn right okay. you're damn right so i went 69 right. and everyone laughed everyone kind of like snickered in a little bit and like yeah and i i noticed that everyone was like laughing and i already was like oh i gotta backtrack right now yeah so i went 69 or 70, you know, that range. Yeah. Just trying to like... Which is funny too. Yeah. Which is really... Oh, it's a funny move to backtrack yeah. and kind of pull yourself out of... To realize you're water. on the record. Is yeah. Real, yeah. So it's funny. But then he was like, oh, 69, huh? And I was just like... He yeah. didn't get it. Like, no, I think he did, but like he didn't or like he just was like really trying to corner me into saying it. And, oh, okay. And I was just like, yeah, 69. And then mm-hmm. everyone laughed and then he just went on. Like he just went on with the rest of the day uh-huh. or the rest of the announcements. And I was like, oh, this is all right. Cool. Whatever. Yeah. Like, that was a fun little thing. That was silly. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm at the ATM and the Dean of Students, Jason he he runs up call him out dude oh jason and he uh i'll call him out on one more thing but before i'm gonna really make him a villain here do it he uh he had the rumor going around was that he had slept with uh one of our english teachers and then when the english teacher wanted what's she looking like by the way she was she she was a good lady she she was a good lady okay (laughs) all right so anyway and uh she wanted to like make it something more like i think they were just like fooling around and then he fired her like he just he didn't want any part of it and he fired her like obviously she lost her job like that's the truth like she's not working there right but everyone was like oh it's because he doesn't want to be yeah people talk yeah yeah yeah. and uh so he comes up to me and he's very in my face very tough in my face this is immediately after 69 immediately i'm still in line for the atm some kids are some kids are still watching me you know there's still some tables who are seeing what's happening yeah yeah, okay (laughs) and uh he's like what was that about and i was like uh uh uh." he's like what was that about i was like ah it's just the first number that popped into my head i'm sorry right like i just like i was so adamant and i graduated high school Mm -hmm. adamant about the fact that i did not mean that when i said that right but i did and uh there's no way you can i know right yeah but he but at the unless moment unless there actually was 69 dollars on there there wasn't he there made me not. he made me check my I'm sure he, he made did. me check my account in front of dick. him yeah I had, I had 15 cents <laughs> insult to injury yeah yeah I was, i'm a poor unfunny guy and mm-hmm. he uh he was just like well you weren't sh- you're not shaven so see me in my office later today what does that mean like i just like had a little stubble like we had to be shaven oh and he was got it. and like that can be a detention if you let it grow out too much okay <laughs> and he was like see me in my office later today and i thought i at that point i'm like all right cool i had gotten off pretty easy so i went back to my table so you thought this was going to be about the actual shaved face yeah like i think i did like i yeah. was just like i thought i think like they were gonna like tisk tisk me for like oh, right. come on man old slap on the wrist yeah but like uh i go back to my table and everyone like the whole group of kids that i'm sitting with they're like oh was, did you mean that i'm like yeah of course i meant to do that yeah like, I, they're all like, high-fiving you but yeah the couple of them did yeah. <laughs> and uh like we're eating lunch still and uh jason burrell gets on the mic and yeah. he ha- he does a thing where he like collects absence notes like if you're absent the day before like yeah. you gotta bring a note so he's like absence notes ben anderson blah 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 blah, blah. and josh o'neill please come up and see me and, like this is maybe two to three minutes after oh. our conversation in the uh 
right by the machine yeah and he go and i walk up and he's like what is your problem man i was like all right this is and i was like what are you talking he's like you know exactly what you did like i think you're just taking a minute to reflect on it and then like got more mad oh really yeah and he just that's weird it was really weird okay. and that's why i was mad because i was like why are we jumping through all these hoops to do this you know like we already had this conversation yeah you can you 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 I've seen me talk to you. I'm not going to confess. Like, it's you just because yeah. just I guess that was his interrogation move, I guess. Yeah. Like, bring it up again, like a couple minutes later, see if two minutes of guilt would really hit me. And uh, I was just like, no, I didn't. I swear. And I came up with this excuse. Yeah. Uh, 69. I said it was the first number to pop in my head because it's my birthday. My birthday is June 9th. So I was like, 69. Okay. I, show, I even showed him my driver's Dude, license. Sick alibi, man. <laughs> I showed him my driver's license. I was like, look, see, right. I've been applying to colleges. I've mm. got so many accounts with so many names and passwords. I've been using 69 for all of them, you know? Right. And he like, I really like leaned into right. it. Right. Try to sell it for not and, getting kicked out of school. Yeah. And he goes and he's like, well, why did you lie? To Dr. Conka then. Dr. Conka was the principal. Yeah. He's like, why'd you lie about how much money you had then? And I was like, because you don't really expect me to believe, or you don't really expect me to actually have 600 or $700, do you? Like, did you take that question seriously? Mm. And he goes, are you raising your voice at me? And it was like, I'd never had anybody ask me that before. Yeah. So I knew it was funny if I went, no. And I just did. And like a couple of like the two tables next to me saw. Yeah. And he was just like, all right, that's it. Go to the office right now. Yeah. And I, uh, like, I, uh, I'm, you got laughs at those two tables. I got laughs at those two tables. Nice. And then I went over to, I went over to my, like the table I was sitting at. Mm -hmm. I was like, right. Uh, like, they had all been watching me. So, I went down to get my lunch. Like, everyone thought, like, they were like, is he sitting down or is he going to the... Like, what's happening? Yeah. Because it, this guy looks so mad right now. And I just, like, am, like, about to sit down, but I just pick up my lunch. And I'm like, all right, I gotta go. And everyone's just like, what the fuck? Like, it was yeah. really weird. And, uh, like, it was just the talk that day. Like, I got a bunch of texts. I'm sitting in the office for, like, right. two, two hours at this point. Like, just, like, while he's monitoring other lunches. Yeah. Like, I'm getting people texting me. I'm getting tweets. Yeah. Like, uh, people are walking outside of the window of the dean's office and, like, giving me thumbs up as I'm just sitting there. Some people who had free period were just, like, stopped off to stare at me for a minute. And You're like, a hero. They were, they were, like, telling... I kind... Like, that's the thing. That's where... That's... Like I really You're felt a warrior for free I, speech. It felt like one of the most validating moments in my life because yeah, I felt like I had done like a badass thing. Like, really, you thought you were? Did you really think you were a revolutionary? Not like a revolutionary, but, but I, you know, I definitely knew. Uh, I, I definitely knew I had made waves and made a name for myself. Like okay. no, no one else was doing that. No one else was really like just kind of blatantly disrespecting. Yeah, like the that's the, hardcore, dude. Oh, shut up. <laughs> no, but I do think. I'm serious, because there is a point. Um, kids know. Mm -hmm. Kids know when they're in the wrong. Yeah. Kids know when there's, um, they're like, oh, you know what? I disrespect that teacher, and they didn't. Dis they were doing the right thing. Yeah. And then kids also know when they're like in your case, where they know the teacher, the principal, or whatever is abusing their authority. Yeah. And or just I, generally a dick. Like I just didn't. Yeah. Just like part a, of me. Part of me like was like, oh, he's yeah. not a rational adult. Yes. Mm -hmm. But part of me was also like, I don't like his face. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, you just didn't. But I think you grow to hate people's faces because they're small, catty people. <sighs> Unbelievable. Yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. And I remember thinking like it was like a val like validation of like I had gotten people's attention. I had gotten people to laugh. Yeah. I had gotten people to talk about me. Right. And uh, so. I'm trying to think what else. Like, it was also just like, this is a weird tie-in to wrestling. But I, at the time, I had watched it, like, that year, I had watched a documentary about Stone Cold. Yeah. Stone Cold's big feud in the 90s was with uh, Vince McMahon, the boss, basically. Right. It was the whole idea of just a common man beating up their boss. Like, who isn't, like, isn't going to get behind that? Like, everyone hates their boss yeah. kind of thing. And that's why I kind of felt like encouraged to keep going with this like the whole day through like ah oh, i didn't mean it i didn't no say way. like just being a dick about it but like uh wait so you were like at some point you committed to being stone cold a little bit like being i was the just, guy that doesn't 
care. Doesn't care. Yeah. Because, so he, Mr. comes back to his office and we talk for like an hour where he's just trying to get me to confess and just trying to make me feel bad. He's like, there were women in that cafeteria. And I was like, all right, maybe like, I was like, all right, maybe like two, maybe like two. Even so. Yeah. Like they know what, they know what that is. Yeah. And we're all people. We're all people. (laughs) It's not the fifties. Yeah. And, uh. But he's like, I can't suspend you. I think that'd be too much. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to give you some detentions. Why don't you go to your class and we can meet up later in the day. Yeah. I uh, I go to the cafeteria. I pick up all my stuff. I go to my geometry class. Not my geometry. Economics. It was economics. And it was like maybe 20 minutes in by this point. So everyone was already like, where is he? Where yeah. is he? And... Uh, I walk in. You're stoked to walk in. I walk. I, sh- I if I had known what was about to happen, I would have been. I oh, walked. Okay. I walked into right, a. I, I walked into a round of applause. No way. Everyone applauded Dang. me. It was re- it's a hell of a day, dude. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was very validating. Like yeah. it was all the, st- and like I like even the teacher was clapping, which I thought was amazing. No. Yeah. You're kidding. No. I he, think you're imagining this. No, he You were was. delusional. Yeah. The teacher was not clapping. I'm drunk off. No, man. You were drunk everyone, off of attention. Everyone, th- everyone thinks he's ridiculous. Everyone thinks this dean of students is like a Oh, like really? A goo- so like even a the, there's mutiny amongst the teachers. At one point, while the... Uh, because of the sex yeah. scandal. <laughs> Maybe? No. No? No. Okay. <laughs> um... So I just, but yeah, teachers didn't like him either. I remember, I remember that day, the athletic director who's at like the office next to Jason was just like, get the stick out of your ass. Like he told him to get the stick out of his ass about the situation. Yeah. Just about whatever I was doing. Yeah. And like, so everyone gave me like a round of applause and like, I sat down, like that was it. Like they didn't really want to just like stop everything. He's just like, Mr. O'Neill, you've had a day, take a seat. And like, I sat down and. Like maybe ten minutes pass in uh, economics before the class, like the room phone rings. Right. And uh, the teacher walks over and he picks it up. Before he picks it up, he's like, "Oh, I bet it's Mr. R- calling to suspend Josh." And we all laugh it off. Like, no way, yeah, dude. This I or, think or, this teacher is really undermining the principal. He's a good guy. I like this guy. Yeah, he's a good dude. He played. Wow. He played closing time on our last day. It was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> kind of hacky. It was, uh, yeah. Did you have it on? Cl- no. oh, then, then it isn't. Right, fine. <laughs> um, so he is like, ah, oh, I bet it's Mr. Brill calling to suspend Josh. Yeah. And I'm like, what if that happened? You know, and he picks it up, listens for like maybe two or three seconds. Show enough. Points at me, you know, scoots me on out of there. He's yeah. like, you got to go to his office. And I go back. And at this point I'm like this, like, I was like part of me at the beginning was obviously scared of like the repercussions of this, but like we, we were jumping through so many hoops at this point that I was like, this is right. just a bunch of bullshit. Right. You know? Just shit or get off the pot. Yeah. So I get in there and I sit down and he's like, I, I got to suspend you. And it just blew my mind that that's like how he did it. Like where he told me he wouldn't and then backtracked maybe 10 minutes later. He's like the least decisive man ever. Yeah. And I laughed at him. Yeah, that, that was the big thing. I laughed right in his face, and he went, "Are you laughing at me?" And I went, "Yeah." And he went, "That's it. You're out of here." And inst- his definition of out of here was meaning like, I'm gonna call your parents, and they're gonna pick you up, and you're gonna sit in this office for like another hour. That's me kicking you out right now with force. You know what I mean? Well, that was the plan anyway, wasn't it? Yeah, but like he made it such a power play when he was like, I'm getting you out of here. Oh, right. So it's, I'm getting like rather than throw you out on your ass, it's like, I'm going to make you sit in this room for an hour yeah. until your parents get here. Like in, like as if he had grabbed me by the collar, yeah. dragged me two feet outside yeah. of the door and then sat me in a chair. It was very anticlimactic. Right. And uh, n- neither of my parents could come get me. One of my, yeah. mo- my mother... My mother, God bless her. She was in a she was in a Cincinnati actually for mm-hmm. a funeral, which is already a bad time to get a call hearing that your son got suspended. You yeah. know what I mean? And uh, so, just the class day runs out. Uh, he's like, "All right, just get out of here. Go drive. Can't come back till Tuesday or whatever." You had a car? Uh, I did. I had my mom's car that day, mm-hmm. and I went to work. And then I came back home, and my dad. Uh, 
was like disappointed in me. Like he obviously had gotten the call and like yeah. I, I told I was just like, I I didn't mean it. You know what I mean? Like Did I just, he, what what side of the story was he told? I mean, I don't know. I, I have no idea what they told. Him. I think yeah, I think they just were like, Oh, I used an a lewd term in yeah. a public forum and uh he was like, I'm disappointed in you but like but like just he didn't care that much. Like it really wasn't that bad. Uh-huh. And I was wondering why. Like I was like, "You're way too calm about this." And right. He, and he was like, he just goes write up some apology letters, and I have to tell you something. Okay. And I wrote a little apology letter to Doctor Kanka, the principal, who I had set up, who had set me up for the joke. Uh huh. And then I wrote a just a thing to the uh, to Mr. Burrell, just very yeah. half-hearted, very, right. uh, you know, I wasn't in the right or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's he just goes, "All right, now go look on the counter." And I go look. And it's the acceptance letter to Xavier. Nice. Like I find out that it's the weirdest mix of like euphoria and like just adrenaline of all time where like you had just gotten like hot off suspension where you're right. like, you're like, cause it was late in senior year. I was like, what does this mean? Yeah. You know, am I going to, is this going to be a blemish on my record? Am I not going to be able to get into any schools I want? Mm-hmm. I really wanted to come back to Xavier. So you were, I, you were anxious about that. Yeah. I was so anxious. Like, Oh, you wanted to come back to Cincinnati. Yeah, I really wanted Got to come back. It. I really wanted to come back, so I was really worried that this had thrown a whole wrench in everything. This was your this was your first choice school. Yeah, Xavier yeah. was like the only school. Is it really I hard to get into? Not that hard. Okay. Yeah, but uh, still, you're nervous. You want to go? There, I was yeah. nervous. I was like, yeah, a blemish on the record could really fuck things mm, up. Yeah. And, uh, but turns out that day I got in, so it was a beautiful like euphoria of relief, but also yeah. like it was like relief acceptance and a place like a feeling of belonging like i finally made a name for myself in this school if nothing else comes from it even if i don't become a comedian people will people will remember remember you forever people will remember that like people will say hey to their children (laughs) come here i have a story to tell you about a man named josh o'neill lord on that fateful day (laughs) and uh so i think part of that I think a combination of all those things makes made me realize like I at least not that I wanted to do comedy, but I definitely wanted to have those components of comedy in my life. I wanted to be funny yeah. in front of people. I didn't piece it together at the moment, but I was like, I want to be funny in front of people and for other people that I don't like to look stupid almost. Dude, that I have that too. I have I've always been a um I've always been stubborn. I've always been a like against the grain type of person, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't like being. I don't know. I don't like being treated like trash. So I have that too. Yeah, I have that sort of spirit of. I'm full of hate. Yeah, I've talked about this. Yeah, but I have that. I'm gonna get you. <laughs> you know, and I think you can do that if you can make something funny. Mm-hmm. If you're like, let's say, uh, he loses control. Because he gets mad, mm-hmm. he's angry, mm-hmm. not cool. Yeah. But if you're funny, yeah, and you and you raise your voice when he asks you, <laughs> are you raising your voice with me? And you make a joke, yeah. you're in control. Yeah. And he, what you were really driving him nuts because I was driving him nuts. Yeah. Because he, you, you had control. Yeah. Yeah. At one point, when I'm walking out of the cafeteria to the office. Uh, one of the other teachers walks by me and it was like a guy fresh out of college, basically my age now. Yeah. And he's laughing at me. Like he knows exactly what I did and he thought it was really funny. And like, I'm just like, oh, I didn't mean it. I swear. Like I'm still trying to save face. Like I'm, I'm, I'm walking and I'm just like, I didn't mean it. Yeah. And like sees that I'm trying to make a case with people and he just bolts over and like gives me another, like, just like, go go now leave the room like just like very intense and it's like it's dude, exactly what you're poor saying guy <laughs> i really dude you know what i bet i bet the girl the female teacher rejected his advances oh man he had all this pent-up sexual frustration oh my god that, that would explain a lot and he probably cried he probably kept telling you to leave the office so he could just have a good <laughs> cry <laughs> you know what he's up to uh i do not you're not that old so i that's the thing how long ago was that this was this was 2011 when this happened yeah Uh, dude yeah i uh i haven't visited that often since i visited once since i left but was he there i'd never saw him i saw the principal 
Dr. Conka, and he had heard I'd been doing stand-up comedy. And he was like, is it profane? And I was like, no, it's not. I work clean. Yeah. And he was like, all right, good boy. Go get him. And like, uh, I think the, so this is like the last part of the story. The day I came back. Yeah. I think this is when I really got the fire under my ass and wanted to prove that I could like be funny just in any capacity. Okay. I was, I was the editor in chief of the school's newspaper. It was a terrible newspaper. I only got like three issues out in the year, but like I wrote it and like, uh, I wrote a letter to the editor or a letter from the editor every uh every like issue and it would always i would always try to make it funny in hindsight i don't think they were that funny at all like i really cringe when oh, I, yeah, no, no, I cringe you, when i read i'm them. sure they weren't yeah but like i i remember calling out the administration on some things like i i i remember one of the letters i made like a big long bit about uh the whole suspension over the black clothes thing uh-huh and i tried to make it a metaphor but it was like a really blatant like obvious like analogy towards what had happened okay so i get uh in on like monday like i got to have that whole week off it was Mm -hmm. great and uh i go into the headmaster's office the headmaster is a guy named uh i'm not gonna say his name but uh he sits me down and he's like the king of buddy buddy slash hard ass you know what i mean where he tries to be your buddy and he tries to be genuine but you also know he isn't trying because he's the headmaster and needs to get money for the school, like, all the time. Okay. Like, he's constantly putting on a front to, like, create this brand that's not what the school is. Right. And it's, like, it's all, like, just buzzwords and, like, future. Right. And You're like, ruining the brand of the school. We're turning young boys into fine young men kind right. of thing. And I just remember really hating him a lot. And uh, he brings me in. And he like is in full full on like hard like hard ass mode. Mm-hmm. And he, nobody, yeah. And he uh, and he pulls out a newspaper, like one of the school newspapers, from mm-hmm. under his desks. And he goes, "What is this? This isn't even good." And I was like, like, uh, like he had yelled at me about the whole sixty nine thing, and then like brought that up. And I was like, "Oh, I guess he's mad that I'm disrespecting the, uh, you know, the administration." Yeah. I was like, "Ah, oh, I'm sorry." And he goes, "No." It's not good. You're not a good writer. And, okay. And it infuriated me. That yeah. that was what lit the fire under my ass. I had told myself, like, I'm going to, like, write in some way, shape, or form. Like, right. Whether it was, like, comedy or back then it was the dream of making movies or whatever. Like, I knew that I wanted to, like, write and to be told that by someone who's supposed to have faith in all of us. Yeah. It infuriated me. It made me so mad. And it definitely lit a fire under my ass. Like, I definitely was like, I want to prove you wrong. I want to prove you wrong more than anybody. No, Like, I've had people talk shit to me since yeah. then. You know, it's whatever. Everybody's petty. Yeah. But, like, nothing really, like, stung, like, as much as that. Yeah, there's certain as things I, I, you, I like, you have so much pride in. Mm-hmm. And when some people, a lot of things, if someone calls, like, calls you ugly or something like uh oh, maybe i don't know yeah but if someone says hey that thing yeah. that you think you're good at mm-hmm. you're not yeah i mean yeah and it's just it was just such a weird like juxtaposition of all my, all these different like events like i was the editor-in-chief of your school's newspaper yeah if you thought i was a bad writer you would have uh you would have rectified this beforehand you know what i mean yeah and it, uh, he was just salty that you pissed on the school yeah pretty much and uh but he just went that way, you know? You're not a good writer. And I. it was very, like, it was almost like a flashback to, like, eighth grade where, like, you just, we were talking about something else. Yeah. And then you bring up a completely different thing as an argument point to make me feel bad. Right. You know, we're not you, having discussion here. You're, you're just, not a yeah. good writer was that generation's, well, at least I didn't get teabagged. Yeah. And it made me so mad. And I knew that I wanted to prove that I was as funny or if not funnier, obviously funnier than I was in that cafeteria. Yeah. And uh, that's it. I graduated high school, turned, I was old enough to go to, go to bars, like at least in a comedy capacity. Mm-hmm. And uh, the rest is history. Now I'm here. And then you're going to be a star. Oh, Lord. And they're going to write you letters to donate. Oh, uh, they are. They are going to write me letters to donate to yeah. the school. 
how have you planned um do you have think of a plan to like letters to send back to them creative ways <laughs> to tell them hell no oh man you gotta think of it i'm petty are you petty i'm a i'm a little petty i uh i did my own little thing like a bunch of us like we got uh when we left like the headmaster like when we were all graduating the headmaster and one of the deans of like alumni relations uh-huh. was just like here's what we're gonna do every year you send us twenty dollars and twelve cents and you're just like that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard like that's not really like a it's like supposed to be like a raise of morale but like everyone was just like i gotta find 12 extra cents like i'm not trying to wait what what idea was that okay because we were the class of 2012 yeah so he was like you're gonna donate 20 dollars and 12 cents every year to the school and everyone just thought that was the dumbest thing in the world and and i i'm sure some of them have donated but i was just like yeah no if we're gonna no way if we're gonna insult our intelligence like this i'm not gonna fucking bother dude i feel that way too because there were some in some ways i i don't know i sometimes felt disrespected and i with by i mean by my school in a Mm -hmm. lot of ways other people yeah and i get some sort of uh fuel or motivation to be like oh you're gonna rue the day yeah that you disrespected me wait till you need something from me because you're not gonna get it yeah is this about attention or is it about revenge spite it is about spite it's always been about spite (laughs) you know yeah i'm do you feel like that I definitely feel like uh, a lot of things I do are in spite of things yeah. or like you want, not even in spite, but like defiance. Yeah. You know? Defiance. The la- like it's all, you want it to be a great act of defiance. Almost, right. Where like, like just like doing well in a room that hasn't been good for most of the show. Yeah. And then like going up and doing really well. That's like a, that's always like a good, like, I'm like, oh yeah, I showed him kind of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. You, uh, Yeah. I, there's a lot of that for me mm-hmm. where I just want people to know they were wrong and I was right. Yeah. Without me. Yeah. I don't know. It's probably not healthy, but it's there Yeah, and it gets me up in the morning. You know, it is nice to think that some people are wrong. Yeah, the, it is. It's just generally nice, but like I've also separated so far away from them that I kind of wish I could tell them right now, but they, I'm not in touch right. with any of those people you know yeah. I, I i at one point like it was a couple months ago actually uh at uh at myrtle's the show i run and uh-huh. uh i ran into the kid from grade school who had told everybody no way and i i still am really processing like how it went over it did not end well because mm-hmm. i almost got in a fight with one of their brothers like this was, was, wait this was the guy that you confided in yeah yeah and but the thing was he knew like we're adults now and like he saw me and he was like i feel he knew the wrong he's like i feel terrible like i feel like a piece of garbage i can't live this down and i I remember going yeah i'm never gonna let you live that down no way yeah i went if you want like to be consoled in your relationship with me yeah if you want any kind of closure yeah just accept the fact that i will never forgive you really yeah dude you're crazier than me <laughs> you're out of your mind nah, i meant it so wow it's not that he bad. must have hurt you really bad then man yeah man. that does really suck yeah because i think if someone was remorseful now mm-hmm. like if someone were to come to me and say like hey um i did that to you and i'm because i was dude i was a i was kind of a shithead mm-hmm. when i was in middle school yeah i remember making fun of kids yeah it's only because i hated myself yeah you know mm-hmm. but I don't know. I'd tell him now, like, hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I tried to make you feel like shit. And I don't know. I, I think. And that's exactly what he did. But like, it just, I knew I wouldn't feel good forgiving him because I had had that whole time where he was the winner, you know? Oh, dude. Like, like he, he was seen as really funny because of this, you know? He was the class clown yeah and he stole your laughs and the <laughs>, laughs were at your expense yeah double whammy yeah dude you gotta let it go i do yeah. but i'm not going to 
Not yeah. for that guy. I'll forgive other people for other things. I bet I'll forgive my headmaster years from now. Yeah. When I'm all right at comedy and I go, well, thank you for putting that fire under my ass, whether or not you realized you were doing it. Right. But. Yeah, you're young. Yeah, I am. Yeah. And if, dude, if that gets you, I don't know. I, I'm not super, like, I've been, I don't have anything like that. We're not, not that, because that's real intense, man. That's, that's insane. That's a very intense experience to have in middle school. Mm-hmm. I don't have anything like that, but, you know, I do have my things. And I think by now, um, any sort of real pain that I feel when I think about anyone, mm-hmm. any sort of real, like, gets me worked up mm-hmm. if I, if I think about it, it's gone now. But I still want people to know I'm going to be, you were wrong about me. Nice. So nice. If do you get worked up when you think about those guys? Not too much. Okay. I, I got worked up when I saw him. Really? But like, and that's the thing. That was also part of why I wouldn't forgive him. Cause like, I don't like, I just generally don't. So like, yeah, you can, if you can't, it, yeah, it has to be in your heart. And if not, it's going to feel forced and it's going to feel pathetic. Like if I had just been like, ah, oh, no, don't worry about it. I forgive you. You know, yeah. Like, uh, I'd be lying to him, and I would be letting him get away with whatever he did. And, uh, I... Yeah, but if... Yeah, I know. The thing is, the thing is, some of those... Some of what happened still affects me to this day. There is still some traumatic side effects to, like, Mm. the whole incident. Yeah. And, like, it's... Like, having him not be forgiven gives me closure in a sense that it's like, all right... Okay. The past haunts both of us. I understand that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, with time. Always. Water under the bridge. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have you back on the day that you're like, oh, I don't, I don't care. Oh, wow. I hope that guy. I does. Hope that guy is, does great. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, hope, I wish nothing but the best or worst. I just don't care. Yeah. Maybe. Let us know. I'll let you know. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, man. Do you have anything to plug? Um, let's see. Um, I run a show with my friend John Shrek. We run two shows out out of Myrtle's Punch House in East Walnut Hills. The first one Cincinnati, is Ohio. Yep. First one is called Meanwhile at Myrtle's. It's a straight up stand up showcase. And then the one that you have been on, yeah, my, it was. My, my dear friend, it's it called fun. It's called the Thursday Night Buzz. It's uh, it's it's the set list meets professional wrestling, where comics will go up and do uh, material based on topics put on the screen, while at the same time, me and my co-host are evil managers who it's weird fuck with other comics and uh, very strange. It's uh, yeah, it's unscripted comedy, predetermined devastation. That's what we're calling it. Yeah. Come out. It's fun. Yeah, please. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Josh. Thank you. All right. Bye.
It's in there for like 10 seconds and it just starts beeping. And the dude at the desk like freaks out. He's like, there's someone in the bag. And they take this like, they shove up against the wall. They're like checking her bag. And then like, they pull out a tiny little toenail clipper. And they get really mad at her. They're like, you cannot have this on the plane. It's against regulations. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I have to be really, really smart to be able to hijack a plane with a nail clipper. <laughs> <laughs> just like burst in and the rest of the pilot down to the ground table, she launches, all right! <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to I'm checking your toenails really short so it hurts when you walk. <laughs> Triple word score, just some random word I've never heard of it. Just out of nowhere, she'll be. Quick. 